Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, first of all, Happy New Year. That's right. Jim Arbaugh is headed to the Chargers. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's that, that's really just an inside joke for you. <laughs> that's a, that's all it is. And if there's anything for ra- for radio that's awesome, it's inside jokes. Well, who did we just have on the other day? Who said, oh, this was on the TV show. Uh, Kendrick Perkins came on two days ago, and he goes, hey, Happy New Year, everybody. And we're like, yeah, no. You, you <laughs> missed the statute of limitations on that one. But we love you, Perk. He gave out the Knicks as his deadbolt lock. And he cashed. There you go. And that's all that matters in the end. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Jim Harbaugh is now back in the NFL, and that is where we begin our show today. Hit us up on social media, at Chris Carlin, at Joe Fortenbaugh on Twitter. Joe, as we look at Jim Harbaugh going back to the NFL, in so many ways, it's a no-brainer for the Chargers. It's a no-brainer for Jim Harbaugh. And I think this is a, 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 an impressive, uh, really kind of a, a landmark day in Chargers history to help to start to change the narrative. Having said that, the Chargers cannot expect right away for Jim Harbaugh to walk in the door and immediately produce a contending team, a team that is definitively a playoff team next year. Because to me, that is the ceiling for what Harbaugh can do in year one. If the Chargers make the playoffs, that's nothing short of remarkable when you look at the big picture. An unserious franchise finally got serious. To me, bravo. Yeah. Bravo. There's nothing that's going to happen this offseason, whether it be the draft, whether it be free agency, whether it be the coaching cycle that is going to be more impactful than this move right here. An unserious franchise finally decided to get serious. A cheap franchise finally decided to spend money. I am over the moon for the Charger fan base today. Over the moon for the Charger fan base. 22 seasons of Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, and Justin Herbert has netted five playoff wins. Five playoff wins in 22 seasons. This franchise has notoriously been cheap with its coaching hires and its players. And as a result, they've gotten what you would expect in the results department. Sloppy, undisciplined, unserious, not credible. That's the most important thing. Much like the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, the Washington Commanders, the Chicago Bears, the list goes on. These are all teams that lack credibility when it comes to having discussions about competing when it matters most, like December, January, and February. The Chargers are now credible. Now, if the conversation shifts to how long will it take, what can we expect in year one, these are all wonderful discussions to have. But they have finally taken their biggest weakness, which was an organization that lacked 
attention to detail, and they brought in a guy who is nothing but detail-oriented. This is a huge day for the Charger fan base, and it's a great day for the AFC West because I think we're done with the notion of the Chiefs just rolling through everybody in that division year after year after year. Finally, someone made a move to give them some real competition. Well, the Broncos thought they were doing that last year, and at least at the moment, we haven't gotten there yet because we don't know who their quarterback is going to be for the long term, but we do know who their coach is going to be. I mean, it is, you know, three out of these four coaches, these are legendary type coaches, and it is incredibly important for all the reasons you just laid out that the Chargers get their house in order, and that's exactly what is happening with this move. What kind of an impact does he have right away, though? That's that's where I'm coming from, because I think if you were expecting him to walk in the door, and this is a team that's playing for the AFC Championship next year, you were asking a lot right away. I don't think that's fair, and I don't think it's realistic, because when I look at the Chargers, they have got massive, massive salary cap problems, Joe. I mean, this is a team with four guys next year that have over $30 million cap hits, and none of those guys is named Justin Herbert. That's a problem. A lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Defense, in terms of points allowed over the last four years, 28th in the NFL. Yep. That's not a one-year stretch. That's a four-year stretch where the defense is 28th in points allowed. They have lost more three-point games, games decided by three or fewer fewer points than anybody since 2020. Think about that. Close games are just, they're going to lose them. That's what they do. What the Chargers have become is the team that when you get your team schedule at the start of the season and you go through and you see Carolina win, Chicago win, Chiefs loss, Chargers, hmm, that's going to be a tough out. That's what they are now with Jim Harbaugh. This year with Jim Harbaugh, they're a tough out. You might not see them win 12 games. You might not even see them in the playoffs. They are going to be a tough out. In the past, easy out. You could just let the Chargers charger. The Chargers would always find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Now they have flipped the script. Under Jim Harbaugh, they will be snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. Yeah, and I am curious as to how long it's going to take. I mean, okay. you're, what what is your idea of what the ceiling and the floor for year one are for Harbaugh playoff team playoff team uh ceiling okay I got to be more specific I would say ceiling in year one can they be here this week next year I think they can I I don't think they will be I don't think they will be but you're just asking for the ceiling the absolute best this is a guy that showed up in San Francisco and immediately went 13 and three and went to the NFC championship game Mm -hmm. I would not bet that that happens unless I got extraordinary odds Mahomes Burrow, Lamar, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, whatever they're going to do in Miami. Lots of formidable outs in the AFC. The competition alone, disastrous for the Chargers' chances. But in terms of upside, we got a head coach who won 82% of his games at the University of San Diego, 58% of his games at Stanford, 69% of his games with the San Francisco 49ers, 77% of his games with the University of Michigan. Jim Harbaugh wins. So the ceiling AFC championship game, sure, I could put it there. I think more likely they're challenging for a wild card spot. I think they push the Chiefs a little bit. I think they slide into the playoffs as a six or seven seed, and I think they can win a wild card game. I think that's who the Chargers are next season. I I think 
having heard all of that, the one that stands out for me is Stanford because a ton of those losses came in the first two years. Right. And it's because you really had to reshape the whole thing. And that's what I think is going on here. You talked about that defense. It was awful this year. It was, it was, it was bad. And while the scoring numbers may not be what, you know, they're not off the charts at 24 points a game, it's still bad enough. And they were bottom five in the league in yards allowed. Like there was nothing, especially against the pass. Like there's nothing about them, even though they had the talent level that they did in terms of getting to the quarterback with Bosa, with Khalil Mack, with Derwin James, they, they should have been much better defensively than they were. And so... I look at that and I wonder, well, if they're going to make the playoffs next year, what AFC playoff team from this year is taking a step back? Maybe Pittsburgh, but I'm thinking immediately we have to remember that you're going to get Joe Burrow back in Cincinnati. Correct. So, so the, that ladder to climb next season is going to be incredibly difficult. Now you make the playoffs next year in year one. I mean, dude, that that's an incredible achievement to me because you know, you and I sit here and we think about the Chargers and the fans think about the Chargers right now. And they think, oh, you know, that that's a 7-10, 8-9 team. No, no, no. That was a 5-12 and 12 team. That was a 5-12 and 12 team this season. And it's, you detailed about how they can't win close games. To me, that step forward doesn't necessarily come right away when you've got the amount of problems that you do across the board. Listen to the losses from last year. By two to Miami, by three to Tennessee, by three to Dallas, by 14 to Kansas City. And that game was tighter. Kansas City scored late. You had a three-point loss to the Lions, a three-point loss to the Packers, 10-point loss to the Ravens. Then you kind of got rocked by Denver 24-7. to You got blown out by the Raiders, lost by two to Buffalo, right? Lost by seven to Denver, lost by one to Kansas City in the finale. Here's what you've got if you're the Chargers. You've got something extraordinarily rare. You've got the head coach-quarterback tandem locked up. Head coach, good Mm. enough to win at the highest level. Quarterback, good enough to win at a high level. We'll find out what he's made of. And this coach should take take him to the next level. Absolutely. But you go around the NFL right now, how many franchises can say that they have those two positions locked up? Miami, I don't know, questionable at quarterback. Mm -hmm. New England, questionable. Jets, you have the quarterback in Rodgers. I don't know if you have the coach in Salah. The Giants, the Commanders, the Vikings, what are they going to do? The Bears, the Steelers in their quarterback situation, the Browns in their quarterback situation. You move over Indianapolis. It looks like the quarterback position could be good, but it's questionable. Tennessee, Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans. I guess Tampa Bay with Bowles and Mayfield, but is that getting you excited for a Super Bowl? Seattle, Geno Smith and who? Uh, San Francisco were probably good. Rams were good. Arizona, there's some question marks. Raiders, there's some question marks. Denver, there's some question marks. What do you got? What do you got? Maybe eight teams in the NFL that are locked down at head coach and quarterback. You did it, Chargers. You did it. You yeah. solved the two biggest problems. Now it's all about managing cap space, drafting well, signing well, and you can go out and win something. Well, you know what, Joe? You know what they did today? The most important thing? They took the first step in making Chargers a noun as opposed to a verb. There you go. You get there that you out go. of the way unless you're going to change the verb to a positive meaning. And it's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. And just as I say this, it, it, as it happens on this show all the time, breaking news is fast and furious. 
and it is coming in just moments because another head coach has been hired today. So did another team, Whoa. as we speak, just get the coach and the quarterback right? We will tell you who it is next on ESPN Radio. Well, first I want to uh, just say Happy New Year to everybody. <laughs> is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I love breaking news. I love breaking news. Carlin versus Joe presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit progressive.com slash career. Carlin versus Joe. Breaking news. The Carolina Panthers have got their new head coach, and it is Tampa Bay Offensive Coordinator Dave Canales. Tampa Bay Offensive Coordinator Dave Canales. Now, why is that important, Joe? It is important when you remember that Dave Canales did a great job in Seattle with Geno Smith and made him comeback player of the year. And just in the last few minutes, the AP announced their finalists for uh, all the major awards, including comeback player of the year. And he had Baker Mayfield this season. And of course he is right there. So he has taken two quarterbacks here who were thought of, who were basically afterthoughts if we're being truthful about the situation and has made them uh, very competitive and basically quarterbacks that are more than representative in the NFL. And that's exactly what they're trying to figure out. How do we unlock Bryce Young? Good young coach. It feels like a good hire for the Panthers in that you didn't just go and throw a ton of money at somebody trying to convince them to take the job. At the very least, it demonstrates the Panthers have an understanding of where they're weak and where they desperately need to improve the most, right? That team is flawed all across the board. They've got issues everywhere. But the most important thing is that they really screwed up this entire process of how they were going to address the quarterback position. Like, they traded all the way up to get Bryce Young. They passed on C.J. Stroud in the process. 
And then they went ahead and had the worst record anyway when a generational quarterback in Caleb Williams was coming out, but you no longer had the pick to get Caleb Williams because you traded it to the Bears so you could go up and get Bryce Young. What's done is done. What you need to realize is that you have a certain amount of ingredients in front of you. How do you make the best possible meal? Don't go out and hire a defensive-minded head coach and then have him searching for an offensive coordinator and put Bryce Young in that situation. Instead, identify someone who has shown on more than one occasion, so that it's not a fluke, that on more than one occasion they can take a quarterback and get the absolute best out of him. Canales did this in Seattle with Geno Smith. We saw a complete resurgence there. And here in Tampa Bay, we saw a complete resurgence with Baker Mayfield. Those are two quarterbacks that many had left for dead. Both have been playing at a very high level. At the very least, Canales was getting the most he could out of those guys. And now he goes to Carolina looking to take Bryce Young, throw away what we just saw in year one, and build him up into a credible quarterback. You know what we have here? Some Mm. vibes of Doug Peterson to Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence's first season was a complete throwaway under Urban Meyer. Completely wasted year of development of everything. And then you go out and you bring in someone who has a track record with young quarterbacks. Look at what Peterson did with Carson Wentz. Look at what he did when Nick Foles took over. He has an ability to get the most out of somebody. He takes over in Jacksonville. Lawrence finds another gear. Canales comes to Carolina, hoping to find another gear for Bryce Young. Bravo. It it looks like a good hire, but I mean, how much can we really say? Because you got a lot you got to do with personnel there. You got to build up that O-line. In philosophy, it was a good hire. Yes, correct. In philosophy. In theory. In abstract string theory, very good hire. We'd have to get a physicist on the phone to discuss that, but I feel confident in saying it. Uh, Allow me to expand on that from a physics standpoint yes step two david tepper get the hell out of the way oh get out of the way that that you know what i've come to notice in all of my dealings with billionaires they're they're more than happy to be told what to do i think that's smart yeah Uh, listen they understand Mm -hmm. that they are not the center of the universe and that they do not know everything well grounded yes so I, maybe I don't even need to say it. I don't think so. I think I'm, Tepper's well aware that he it's it's not about him. You know, he's he's demonstrated quite a bit that it's not about him. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. So again, if you're just joining us, the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers is Dave Canales. Then you got what's going on in Philadelphia with the Eagles and with Vic Fangio, who is going to be their defensive coordinator. That's according to Adam Schefter uh, earlier today, reported that he was on his way to Philadelphia today to sign the contract to become the Eagles' new D.C. Of course, he got uh, – there was a mutual parting of the ways, and I actually believe that to be the case down in Miami because it sounds like he wanted to be back in the area uh, around some family maybe in Philadelphia – and from that standpoint, it's a good spot for him. Now, you've got Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni meeting the media yesterday. What's the word I'm looking for? Unimpressive. That's the word. I'm you were not for. impressed with the press conference. I, I was not impressed with the press conference. Okay. In the least. They lost the press conference, you're saying. Well, let me ask you this question. Is it a good sign when you get asked this during a press conference. Nick, if the, if the offensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the offense and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense, what is your role going to be? The head coach of you know, the what's, football what team. What does that entail? How, how does it change? I guess 
what you know it'd be this very similar to what's going on right now you know if that mean I'll sit more into defensive meetings at times maybe right instead of always being in an offensive meeting maybe I go to a defensive meeting here and there um, but my job is to be the head coach of the team not the head coach of the offense not the head coach of the defense not the head coach of the special teams but be the be the head coach of the football team so to be clear the question was what exactly is it that you do here what what would you say you do here (laughs) do you think that nick went into a meeting with those guys and sat down and they brought in consultants what would you say you do here i mean if he wasn't aware of how people viewed him and his role with that organization he is now he is now i mean puppet is going to be the word a lot of people throw around i don't think people take him very seriously anymore because we've seen behind the curtain here Right. It looks to everyone. This is just the image from the outside. Could be wrong, but it looks to everyone like, hey, you had two really good coordinators and you went to the Super Bowl. Both coordinators left to take other jobs. Both coordinators had solid first seasons. Your team went into the tank and now you're coming back. But you're sitting up there with the general manager who's kind of directing things and jumping in to answer all the questions, even though they're not directed to him. He needs to be involved in everything. And you've literally got media members asking what your job is. The Eagles entering 2024. Oh, man, that's going to be a story. Like, like somehow it's not going to be McCarthy and the Cowboys. People are going to be more fixated on Sirianni's job status in Philly than they are McCarthy's in Dallas. I I believe so. I don't know about that one. It seems like the thing is we came off McCarthy and everyone's like, all right, you know, they won 12 in a row. This is Jerry being Jerry. Here we go. And, yeah, he's going to be under scrutiny. But Sirianni, I mean, from the start. Yeah, from the I think start, that, I think that scrutiny will be a lot more localized as opposed to widespread. Cowboys will be remarkably widespread, and yes, the Eagles are one of the teams that has a national fan base that people will be paying attention to. Now, I will say this though, it is a stupid question because we've had plenty of head coaches around the league over the years who have been exceptionally successful or non-successful who are not calling plays on either side of the ball. Is John Harbaugh calling plays? Is Dan Campbell calling plays? No. We don't look at that and think definitively you have to be doing one or the other. It's just a funny moment to actually be asked that. Well, if you're not doing this, you're not doing that. What is it that you're doing? Yeah, but here's the thing. Campbell has instilled culture. You look at Detroit, they just come across, like Dan Campbell, and I've said this before, looks like he wants to fight fourth down. He looks like he is ready to put on a helmet and go make a play. And his team plays tough like that. These other guys have instilled their cultures. Like Nick Saban didn't call the offense or the defense, but it was very clear who was in charge. And it was very clear that a very focused, disciplined man had a focused, disciplined team. That's what he preaches. Sirianni didn't have to call the offense. It was a disaster. Didn't have to call the defense. It was a disaster. He had to oversee the day-to-day operations. He was the CEO. And when things got tough, that captain of that ship had no idea what to do. They all just sank at the end of the year. It was nothing but empty platitudes. Oh, we're going to get off the mat, but you didn't. We're going to fight, but you didn't. That's why people are asking what you do here. Because we heard a lot of words last year. None of them were accurate. I just, I, It's the second time in a week you've invoked this. I just am laughing personally thinking of the image of Dan Campbell punching fourth down. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, if you think about it, wait until this weekend when the first fourth down situation comes up and you'll start to hear buzz in the stadium and then the camera will be on Campbell and he'll be pacing and you're like, this guy wants to go fight fourth down. Fourth down isn't an actual tangible object, but he's going to try to find a way to fight fourth down. He's just going to punch it. He's He's like insulted by the fact that fourth down is asking him what he wants to do. Like he is so insulted by the fact that fourth down is staring him down. He wants to go fight it. I love it. It's my favorite thing about him. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. When you're trying to find quality candidates, all the searching, screening, interviewing, that can all become a job itself. You need Indeed, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. On the way, Bryce Young's got a new coach. Justin Herbert's got a new coach. Who's going to be coaching Caleb Williams in 2024? We get the answer in moments on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. NFL Championship Sunday on ESPN Radio. Touchdown, Lamar! All the news, analysis, predictions, and reaction from the Chiefs, Ravens, and 49ers Lions. Trip to the Super Bowl on the line. NFL Championship Sunday. Coverage continues right here on ESPN Radio. If you're just joining us, the Carolina Panthers have their new head coach. They just hired Dave Canales, of course, last night. We got the news that Jim Harbaugh was going to the Chargers. It's one of the best spots each and every week. It is Mel Kuyper Jr. who joins us, Carlin versus Joe, on ESPN Radio. Of course, Mel, ESPN Draft Analyst, First Draft Podcast. Mel, let's start here. So Dave Canales going to work with Bryce Young, success the last couple of years with Geno Smith in Seattle, with Baker Mayfield. Was this the right fit for Carolina? Well, it's a, it's a fit where a proven entity comes in with quarterbacks, which is a key, obviously, for Bryce. But well, why was Bryce having trouble? Because the offensive line couldn't block. Now, he did survive at 5'10", 190, which was the big question about Bryce Young was size, right? Well, he answered that question about durability because he took hit after hit and was still standing at the end of the year. So I think from a standpoint of 
a quarterback and a quarterback whisperer. Bobby Slowick's my guy, and he still is now. He's in Houston doing a great job with C.J. Stroud. He did a phenomenal job in San Francisco with Brock Purdy. His father, Bob Slowick, coaching the NFL for Mike Shanahan, both in Denver and Washington. Uh, he, that Shanahan offense – you can't stop it. Uh, to me, I, I would Bobby Slowick would have been my pick if I were a GM, but uh, I get why they would go Canales. I get why they go with Brian Callahan with Will Levis in Tennessee. I get it. But there's another outstanding coach for next year and the year after and moving forward in Bobby Slowick, who I'm pretty sure the Houston Texans and D'Amico Ryans are thrilled to have back. All right, so Canales is going to take over in Carolina to work with last year's number one overall pick, Bryce Young. Your first mock draft of the year, mock draft season, is upon us. Kuiper will be getting no sleep for the next five months. Caleb Williams, number one overall to the Bears. Now, there are no trades in this mock draft, so take us through that. Do you see the Bears actually making the selection for Williams, or at some point do you see someone trading up to make that selection? I have absolutely no idea what the Chicago Bears are going to do with this pick, and nobody does, including Ryan Poles right now. I think because keep in mind, they're lockstep GM and quarterback. They become best friends. Look, Eric DaCosta, Lamar Jackson, Brandon Bean, Josh Allen. I go on and on. You know, Justin Fields. Ryan Poles. And when the players are all behind that quarterback, that speaks volumes. So that's not an easy call. Justin Fields played very well. His team played hard. Caleb Williams could be spectacular, but he didn't have the great finish after the Notre Dame game. This is very complicated, guys. This is very tricky. And to try to make a decision on this, I go back and forth. I'm sure Ryan Poles, it's not easy. This decision may not have already been made. You can get a lot for that number one pick. You can get a second and a fourth probably for Justin Fields. They have the ninth pick right now. You add a second, you get that back for the Montez Sweat trade. All of a sudden, you're looking really good. I've been taking a wide receiver, Romo Dunze, at nine, uh, which would be a great uh, you know, complimentary receiver to Moore. It would certainly be a great target. They could have, you'd have basically two number ones right there. Uh, so I think they could go either way and may not lose, guys. It may be that Justin Fields turns out to be really good if he was traded. It turns out that if Justin Fields stays there, he's really good, and Caleb Williams goes somewhere else and is really good, or it may be that one or the other isn't the guy. And then you look really bad. So uh, it'll be interesting and fascinating to see how this all plays out. Mel Kuyper Jr., the very familiar voice, of course, with us, ESPN Draft Analyst. Every Thursday he is with us at this time. Mel, is it, in your mind, no matter what, is the gap big enough between Caleb Williams and everybody else where it would be exceptionally difficult for anyone else to slide up the board in front of him? You know, I think when you look at uh, where we are right now with the quarterbacks, I think Caleb is still ahead. I think the one quarterback that's pressuring everybody and making it very, very tough in terms of decision is Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels Herm Edwards compares to who recruited and coached Jaden at Arizona State. He compares him to Randall Cunningham. Lamar Jackson comps are out there. You watch Jaden Daniels last two years, phenomenal, but especially this past year. Uh, he can do it all, and that's the guy. Drake May had three games where he didn't look that good late in the year, but he had a great 2022, and he had a really good start to 2023, even without Tez Walker and his top receiver from last year, Josh Downs, and a new coordinator. But he did struggle down the stretch with accuracy and precise passing and did look like a, a, a pitcher who didn't have his best stuff. So that means that Jaden Daniels, guys, is challenging for two. I'm going two to Washington. Some think it's Jaden three and Drake to that'll be interesting i don't think Jaden will overtake caleb but he's a tough one to pass up Jaden daniels is going to be the guy that makes the caleb williams discussion that more interesting and it makes it something that is a bit of a debate because caleb like i said did not after the notre dame game had a couple games he was at 55 57 percent after throwing three picks against notre dame Jaden was lights out 
I mean, he did it running. He did it passing. He didn't. He balanced out being aggressive with not turning it over, which is a rare quality. Uh, he's added weight to that 180-pound frame. He's at 205 this year. So uh, it's going to be really – I'll tell you what. Washington has a tough decision at two. What do they do? If Caleb goes one, which we expect, do they take Drake or, or Jaden? Is New England satisfied with the third guy that slides? If it's Drake, are they satisfied to go for it with him, or do they want to go after a veteran? It's a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered between now and late April. All right. Raiders are drafting 13th. Antonio mm-hmm. Pierce is the head coach. They had an interview recently with Cliff Kingsbury for the offensive coordinator position. Mark Davis has been in, in Vegas for a few years. He's watched the Vegas Golden Knights, who own that town, win a Stanley Cup. He's an owner of the Las Vegas Aces. They've won back-to-back championships in the WNBA. The Raiders, he'd love to get them up there as well. Do you think there's a way to connect Kingsbury as the OC and then maybe the Raiders want to make an aggressive play to go from 13 to 1 to make the move for Caleb Williams? It would take an awful lot, Joe. It, yeah. that would be a, you know, it would take a bonanza, and you'd have to have a historically you know, great trade to move up that far. you got to give them picks and Treasure Island, Mel. you got to give yes, them the Treasure Island. Gotta, uh, the <laughs> TI. The TI, yeah, exactly. Man. The Treasure Island comes through a week for us, don't they, Joe? Every I'm telling week. you. They give us that, that that's a great line we look for. We shop hard. We find Treasure Island always coming through for us. But in terms of, in terms of Chicago, Washington, New England, the quarterback, I don't know how you pass up one of these guys to let somebody go up. I mean, you say, well, we got Justin, but we're going we're gonna to try Fine, but is Chicago going to want to move all the way down there? Remember, they could move down a little bit and maybe still get a Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll see how that works out. Uh, whether Arizona, what they're going to do at four, I have Harrison Jr. going there. They would lose out on the two other receivers if they drop down to third. They'd lose Romo Dunze and Malik Neighbors. So that's where, again, to drop the 13 when you – I think they're going to take Caleb and trade Justin, but if they did go the other way, how far do you want to drop? Washington can't move off of two, and New England, I don't think, can move off of three. They have to take a quarterback. So I don't think there's going to be no deal that's going to be enough to prevent them from picking a two and three a quarterback. Mel, got 30 seconds left. Sure. Harbaugh, Chargers, your thoughts go. I love it. I said it two months ago. I said this will be a great opportunity for Jim to get a quarterback. He's one out in San Francisco, one out at University of San Diego, Stanford, Michigan, everywhere. Joe Ortiz, heck of a player personnel guy with with Derek DeCosta at Baltimore, will be a heck of a GM. He's with the Hardballs. There's familiarity with that. Uh, Joe Ortiz, you team him with Jim, you got a grand slam. Darian Mel, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. And, of course, ESPN Draft Analyst. Mel, outstanding as usual. Thank you. I got the whip team ready for Sunday, uh, Saturday, Joe. Let's yeah, get Mel. a winner, pal. I'll be Mel, ready many, for how you. How many pieces are you going to go through in the entire Ravens game? Will you go through a whole pie of pumpkin pie? In the in I will the have Ravens half a pie game. before and half a pie after. Love it. <laughs> Love it. He didn't even well, think about it. No, he didn't even blink. I'm going to be celebrating a victory with half a pie and some fat-free whipped cream uh, you know, late in the afternoon on Sunday. <laughs> One thing you're always going to get from Mel, an answer. And I love it. Great See stuff, you guys. Mel. Awesome. Thanks, Enjoy Mel. It, man. Always a pleasure, man. Appreciate it. Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN NFL Draft Analyst. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. The NFL coaching jobs continue to fill up. The Chargers, Harbaugh, the Panthers now, Dave Canales. Why can't Bill Belichick get a job? We'll explain in moments on ESPN Radio and on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is Bill getting frozen out of jobs? Look what I did there. How about it? Oh, my God. Take you the know, rest of the day Bruce, off, big Jersey, boy. Uh, Take uh, the rest Bruce, of the I'm day off, guy. big boy. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I love Bruce, Jersey guy. He's gotten enough of my money. Yeah. Just going to say that. Just didn't go see him this time around. Don't need to spend $400 on a ticket. This That's is, this is the anti-Springsteen take? It's not anti. It's just. It's not pro. In the moment, it's not pro because he's gotten enough of my money. That's that's my point. I've so probably have seen him 20 times easily. Yeah, but you're saying you're not interested in another one. What's left? Just throwing it out there. I mean, it's just it's interesting that you could see him 20 times and now we're drawing the line at 21. We no, didn't draw the just, line at 10 or 5 or 18. We're, we're drawing the line. 21's too far for me, Springsteen. What What more special am I going to see than I've already seen? No. I mean, couldn't you have argued that after the 14th show, for example? I probably could have, but I was okay. a crazed youngster Okay, at the age of 44. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, Bill Belichick doesn't have a job. And this is, do I want to say surprising? I think it is, yeah, surprising considering what happened. We all operated under the assumption that when uh, he broke up, so to speak, or got ushered out the door by the Patriots that he would have a job uh, relatively quickly. Well, not necessarily the case, but there are some different reasons why. Let's hear from Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, because the one job we've heard him consistently linked with is the Atlanta Falcons. Well, in this particular case, the Falcons have shown that they are interested in a lot of people. And in their own words, they described to me over the weekend that their coaching search after they met with Belichick for a second time is wide open. So if it's wide open after you've met with Bill Belichick twice, that certainly tells you that he's not the favorite for the job. He has not talked to any of the other three teams. So of the four teams with the remaining openings, there's the real possibility that he's not going to get any of these head coaching jobs. Why wouldn't the Falcons hire him? Because it seemed like all along, this is exactly what Arthur Blank wanted to do. Well, Joe, just in hearing some whispers around the situation, I think it just has to do with, you know, 
guys who are in the front office that don't necessarily want Bill Belichick to be around because that may not be good for them and their future. Like we have talked about, it is so much about self-preservation in so many ways that they're pushing him not to hire him. And I think for Belichick's standpoint, don't rule this out. Like he wants everybody pulling in the same direction and that's his direction. And if you're not, if you're not on board, if you're not with us, you're against us. And that means you're out. So if I'm Bill, I may not need total control over the roster, but I also don't need people actively working against me. He's 71 years old. He was in New England for over two decades. He had more success than any head coach in NFL history. If you're going to hire him, you give him full control. You don't bring him in and then try to change who he is or how he does his business. What's the point? If you're hiring Belichick, you hire everything that comes with Belichick. If you're not interested in that, don't hire Belichick. It's relatively simple. This entire process is fascinating to me. It's starting to feel like Atlanta's overthinking it. Atlanta's bringing guys in, and suddenly they're getting cold on them. Atlanta has so far interviewed Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh. Has Vrabel been in there? Have any of the young guys been in there? uh, Ben Johnson, I think, was linked to them as well. What's the plan here? You're bringing in defensive guys. You're bringing in offensive guys. Carolina, they hired Dave Canales earlier. Very obvious what they're doing. Find a young guy who has a track record of building up quarterbacks and hire him to build up your quarterback. What did the Chargers need? Chargers needed credibility. Chargers needed to be taken seriously. Chargers needed somebody who was going to bring some discipline to the franchise. They hired Jim Harbaugh. You look around, teams have plans doesn't really feel like Atlanta has a plan right now. If you're going to have a bunch of guys in place and you're going to try to wedge Belichick into that system, it's not going to work. So you either clear it out and let Belichick have full reign or you don't hire him. There are no half measures here. And if Atlanta's thinking they can pull off a half measure, this is going to be a disaster before it even gets started. Well, (laughs) to your point about the Falcons and who they've interviewed, you ready for the list? Go ahead. Yeah, I want to hear it. It would be extensive. It sounds like the cheesecake menu. Yeah. Cheesecake factory. I know where you're going. Texans offensive Bobby Slowick. Not not thinking you didn't know. Okay. Well aware you were on to, on page, the page with the memo. Thanks. It was the, the listening audience. There could be some healthy people out there like what's he talking about? Mm. Not us, but not you know, maybe in those folks. Um, not sure why they're listening. Bobby Slowick, Texans offensive coordinator. Okay, young guy from the Shanahan coaching tree. Eagles offensive coordinator prior to being fired by the Eagles, Brian Johnson. I don't have anything for that. That doesn't make any sense. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, plenty of sense. Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. Now we're on the other side of the ball. Okay, McDonald knows what he's doing, clearly. Uh, Prior to getting the Titans job, Brian Callahan, the Bengals offensive coordinator. Young guy on the offensive side of the ball. Yep, let's go there. 49ers defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. I, I mean, the Niner defense has gotten worse this year, but sure. Panthers defensive coordinator Ijero Evero. Okay. Yep. Mike Vrabel. Makes sense. Ravens assistant head coach, D-line coach, All right. Anthony Weaver. All right. For, hold on. I'm not done. This this is this is the extensive list of who the Falcons have interviewed at head coach. Yes. They've interviewed all these people already? Yes. I'm not done. Joe Brady. Okay. Bills quarterback coach and interim offensive coordinator. Got an interview. Raheem Morris from the uh, Rams, their defensive coordinator. And finally, defensive coordinator of the Lions, Aaron Glenn. Three, four, five, six. If I'm Pete Carroll, I'm wildly insulted. Wildly (laughs) insulted that I couldn't get a token interview. 
12, 13 interviews. That's a one, three right there. 13, 13 interviews. And we're still not sure what's happening here. So it's, you got old guys. Johnson. Did I not? I thought I did. I think, I mean, you got old guys, you got young guys. I said, Brian Johnson, offensive Uh, guys, you got defensive guys. There seems to be no plan here. It's really just interview everybody. Have they even narrowed down this list? Do you think? Has any, have any of these guys interview. been eliminated, do you think? I, I Bring them know, all man. back for a fourth interview while you're at it. <laughs> how does this, if you're a Falcon fan, how do you think you feel about this right now? Now, on one hand, you could say they're being very thorough. And again, this process, the advantage for these teams, you're paying to fly these guys in and put them up and take them out, but you're also getting free consultation. All these guys are laying out extensive plans for what's wrong with your organization and yeah. how they're going to change it. You're getting a ton of free consultation here from very bright football minds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, don't reveal your plan. Here, I'll give you part B of plan C. Yeah, right. That's it. No, I'll give you a sampler. Exactly. You're, Some potato skins, but that's it. You're not getting the entree. My, my thought on this is simply what that list shows is an incredible amount of indecision on what they wanted to do in the first place. And right. that is just what I was speaking to, that you've got one guy who owns the team that wants Belichick, and you've got a group of other guys that are underneath him fighting the good fight to keep Belichick out of the building. At least from the outside in, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, you don't have organizational alignment here. You would think no. ownership and the front office would be aligned in what they want. Before you even start this process, you get in a room, you get up on the whiteboard. What are we looking for in our next head coach? And you define, I don't know, maybe three to five traits. We want someone who's detail-oriented. We want someone with previous head coaching experience. Or we want someone without previous head coaching experience. You just put your characteristics up there and then you go out and you search for the guys who fit those needs. What are your values as an organization? What are your plans for the future? Like this seems like they are all over the place, all over the place. They've got some great candidates out there, but if I'm an Atlanta fan, I don't know how confident I am in this search right now. I'll tell you what, I'm not confident in the least. I feel horrible about all of this and it is ben johnson to make it 14 14 guys 14 guys interviewing for that job that you know what that is it's sickening you don't have that many people auditioning for president we have fewer people running for president than we do and we normally have lots of people running for president well listen give it time maybe some others will join the race we got the politics in there this is the carlin versus joe podcast on espn radio 